0: Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Movie Mastery, the podcast where we watch the movies that you tell us to. I wish you'd stop. Quit telling me to watch movies, You're guy. not my dad. Unless you are my dad, in which case... I don't want to watch the movies you want me to uh, watch. You're going to make me watch Torah, Tora Torah Tora again. You're going to be like, hey, you seen uh, Singing in the Rain? Yes, dad, <laughs> you know, I've seen Singing in the seen... Rain. I mean, granted, my dad mostly just likes to watch World War II movies and Marx Brothers movies, but... I don't know what your dad's into. Oh, my dad is like, hey, is there fun, like, musical things from, like, I don't know, the 40s or 50s or something? Hmm. So, like, Singing in the Rain's a big one, and then any, like, Gene Kelly and Fred Astaire shit. Yeah, the only thing you could really append to the list for my dad is Star Wars movies, so he'd be like... Hey, you want to watch Solo? And I'd be like, I'm good. I saw it. Hey. I'm fine. I, I'm not going to get anything new out of it again, other than the, the the sinking suspicion that it's a Frankenstein project. It really feels like like three or four, di- which is true because they pulled Lord Miller off at about halfway through. Yeah. Leaving a bunch of characters as just narrative dead ends. <laughs> uh, and speaking of narrative dead ends, the movie we watched. No way. This thing is tightly plotted. <laughs> Everything has a purpose. <laughs> This time around, we I, uh, rolled up millionaire dogs, also known as in the original German, mm. hot dogs. Wow. Wir sind reich. Which, of course, translates directly to hot dogs. Wow. We're so rich. God bless. I love, can I just say, the fact that wow in German is W A U oh. makes me. I don't know, surprisingly happy, because I'm like, oh, it's the exact same pronunciation. It's just wow either way. Yeah. But I I vastly prefer W-A-U. I'm like, oh, wow. Are we sure that wow isn't the onomatopoeia for bark or wolf or whatever in German? Yeah. We are? Okay, good. I just want, because you've looked up the translation. Oh, uh, I've, yeah. I've done my due diligence. Okay. <laughs> It'd be hilarious if it was called Hot Dogs Woof, We're So Rich, so I don't know. Hot Dogs Woof. <laughs> So, uh, I don't know. We we always roll up a couple of movies and then select whichever one we feel has the most value out of the two. And we've had so much success with, movie, with, with Disney uh, competition attempts from Europe. I mean, we have been on a whirlwind tour yeah. of trash animated movies from Europe. Mm-hmm. So when I looked this up and I was like, oh, Millionaire Dogs, all right, whatever. It's some animated movie. And then as soon as I saw... It was originally a German movie of Hot Dogs Wow, Wir sind I was like, "Oh, fuck yes. Fuck yes we're doing this." But then again, watching it, I was like, "Man, you're nowhere near as absolutely crazy inducing as Sir Billy is." No, it's not. It's it's more of a it's what, 1999? 99. So it feels a lot like an attempt to kind of it's not it feels like they saw Oliver and Company <laughs> and maybe a few other of the Disney renaissance movies and we're like okay we can do that like Oliver and Company I think technically is the last Disney movie before the re- the renaissance started yeah uh but but this is still like oh a bunch of like uh like scrappy street dogs with unique talents go on an adventure I don't know I feel like the animation style and the character design choices at least felt much closer to say, like a Bluth or a Backshe yeah, than lot of Disney. Bluth. Yeah, although that that felt to me more like the same thing that Bluth and Bakshi don't have that Disney does, which is vast and unlimited reserves of money. Ah, uh, because uh, this felt like, uh, yeah, you're right. It's got a Bluthy vibe to it, but that's because Bluth movies also have to cut corners in animation in order to to actually get the finished product over the uh, over the line. I mean, I will say it also very much reminded me of. Early flash animation, yeah because I yeah. was like, oh, you're really skimping anywhere you can on the animation budget here. what I was picking up was a little tiny bit, like this is obviously better in a lot of ways, but I was still picking up a bit of a dingo pictures vibe from this, you know, like animal soccer world, yeah, uh that kind of thing because you do have a lot of you feel it feels like a lot of the characters were purchased separately uh. and not necessarily from the same package of animations. And some of them only have a couple animations, and they use them over and over again. Like, there's a dog character named Velvet, and there's a shot of her walking to camera that is I, I, is three-quarters of what you see her do in this movie at all. <laughs> so uh. there's definitely a little bit of a, oh, some of these characters we bought as, like, clip art or something, <laughs> <laughs> which may not be true. It could just be that, again, a budget thing stopped us from being I'm, as I'm polished. I'm sure it's just, oh, we already have a shot of dog walking towards camera, if we need another shot of this dog walking towards the camera, there's no way we're paying to animate another one. And even if we don't need her walking towards camera, if she needs to be on screen for anything, there's nothing stopping her from specifically being walking towards camera at that time. Yeah. So we'll just throw that in again. Yeah, it's it's just... L, a real conservation of what you've already got. Yeah. I mean, there's a couple different like cheap animation houses that I, I was feeling the vibe, but that's because I like cheap, weird animated movies. Yes. Uh, So there's a part where they meet one of the dogs and he kind of rears back before he starts talking. And I got strong uh animate or Titanic, the animated movie, <laughs> which if you have that, that really needs to be on the list if it isn't already, because there's a scene where a dog rescues a mouse from a cat and, and right as the mouse thanks the dog, he goes, yeah, you're welcome. Also, here's a whole rap song. <laughs> this this movie has, I will say, not to the same degree as Sir Billy, which... If you haven't listened to Sir Billy, do that. Yeah, yeah. Please go back. Obviously, you need to listen to all of Sir Billy and probably Freddy as F R 7 Probably. To really get the this vibe. This is like a series yeah, that we have done. <laughs> We've kind of got an, inter- an internal series within Movie Mastery of, of uni- European Disney knockoffs. And not to the same level as Sir Billy, but this definitely has a point where, in the same way, in the beginning of this... I was very confused about how the world building was going to go. Yeah. And I think so was the movie and it didn't care. Yeah. Yeah. It, but yeah, you know, spoiler for review of uh, this is confusing and bad. And, uh, it, 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 but it's definitely better than the other movies we previously mentioned. That said, I still would recommend Freddy as FR07 leagues before I'd recommend this one, because that one hits that level of transcendent weirdness where this one just feels like a bad knockoff. Exactly. I feel like if you're watching something like, you know, FR07, Sir Billy, Food Fight, something like that, you're like, it reaches a level of bad that becomes incomprehensible bad. Yeah. And not just like, I don't mean incomprehensible as very. I mean, as in you cannot understand what or why things are happening. Yeah. Like as a connoisseur of shit animated movies, this is a strong, this is the difference between like animal soccer world, which is so, it's only like 25 minutes long, but it's so weird that you will watch the whole thing just because you're like, what the, what the fuck is, how am I, is this, am I, am I dreaming? What is (laughs) that? And, and ratatouing, which is also, a movie that, you know, is a, a cheap knockoff, but it's so boring that you, you never hit that level of like, I feel like I'm in a I'm in an alternate universe or yeah, something. You don't get sucked in by going, I'm so confused and I need to know if there's any end to this. Yeah. Whereas this is like, oh, I I know what's going on and I don't like it. Yeah, that's all. <laughs> all right, we are going to play a little music. We are going to come right back and we are going to get the in-depth Boilerific review for 1996's Millionaire Dogs or <laughs> Hot Dogs. Wow, wir wow. <laughs> We're back it is time to talk about some old millionaire dogs i feel like the problem with doing all these european cartoons is that we're circling a drain where we're either going to hit a dingo pictures or we're going to hit like that bulgarian treasure planet from 1982 <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be one of those i mean the problem with it is eventually if you keep having to do different countries every time you're gonna hit someplace that's like look this is all we've got <laughs> and i need to apologize bulgarian treasure planet i i would swear would is the actual inspiration for that uh worker and parasite gag on the simpsons that one time and <laughs> <laughs> <of>, hawk heck oh <laughs> uh, so 1999's Fucking hot dogs! Wow, mm-hmm. and this movie is set in fantasy New York, which is another reason why I feel like it's got a bit of a oh, I saw Oliver and Company hit American movie, yeah, <laughs> a, a, except that it wasn't. It you know it was like I like I was saying before, I think it might have been the last kind of low producer before Little Mermaid or Aladdin or whichever it was that hit and turned everything around. I don't know. I I mean. When, by the way, saying fantasy New York, it is one of those, like, again, very Bluth, you see a city type things where you're like, yeah. oh, and there's not a clover leaf. There's like 15 different circles that all circle around in each other. And, yeah. you know, you've got. Giant weird skyscrapers, but in the middle of it is like a little mansion with a park around it. Yeah, yeah, it's very fan. It's very fantasy. Uh, it's also extremely disorienting because this movie's visual style, whenever they're not focusing on the dogs, is to just sort of swirl the camera around a static painting of of whatever their 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 camera, and sometimes zoom and even go full three sixty. It's it's uh, but it's very. It, it, you practically get motion sickness watching this movie anytime they're doing an establishing shot. Yeah. It's weird. I mean, even when we have movement in it, like our two main villains drive around in their car a lot, but it is just a full static background that a car is animated driving around in. Yeah, And then they, you know, move the camera around this one large painted image that they are animating a car around. Mm -hmm. So it does have this weird, like almost, you know, nausea inducing thing where you're like one thing is sitting still one thing is moving the camera's moving around and i'm just like trying to follow one thing but nothing else is going with it it just it gives you a weird feeling yeah and, and uh oliver and company was 88 with little mermaid hitting in 89 so that's that was the beginning of the renaissance for most people say is, is mermaid well i was gonna say i mean this coming out in 99, 99. there's no way they yeah. were like ah, uh, it's been 10 years and we are just now getting Oliver and Company. You don't know. I know. The Berlin Wall didn't fall until 1984 or 85. <laughs> Maybe this is an East German attempt to rip off Oliver Yes, and in 1999, <laughs> it was an East German movie. That's how that works. Yes. Yeah, there were still some holdovers. The Wall didn't fall all at once. <laughs> I love a big wall. I love the idea that they're like, Well, we broke down part of the wall and there's there's a little bit of a connection there, but if you're still behind a different part of a wall, (laughs) that's still east west. Yeah, still yeah. That didn't it didn't all the way fall until like nineteen (laughs) ninety-nine. I love to think that the last bit of the wall fell and as it crumbled, there was just a small boy there with a weird case holding hot dog's vow. He's like, Please the S- S- Germans have made this for you. <laughs> we, we have your latest American movie of Sir S- Oliver and his company. <laughs> We've made our own. Yeah, it's good. It's, it's good. Please, yeah, let me in. <laughs> the wall's down, man. It's been down for like 15 years. <laughs> oh, my. Okt und Lieber. Hot dogs wow. I should have stepped slightly to the left. <laughs> But I could not, because that would take me out of place. (laughs) I will trade this briefcase of Hot Dogs Wow for a curry (laughs) vest. Oh, Lord. So that's what happened. That's the story of how this movie came. That's the story of Hot Dogs Wow. (laughs) But we start this movie going on, you know, giant fantasy weird when I say fancy as well, I don't mean like elves and shit. I do, again, want to say more fantastical. Let's say, yeah, I'll say fantastical. Let's also say that it's in that, again, this is a weird blue thing where you can't tell if the dogs can talk or not. Um, there's, Yeah, the beginning of it is like, oh, a fancy car comes and kicks a dog out. And... The dog. So you're like, okay, it's a world where people have dogs as pets. Yeah, but they throw them out of uh, out of uh, nice cars in bad neighborhoods. So it's actually it's it's uh, t- it's Toby Hooper's dogs, 1999. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dogs, 1999. Cats are not dogs. <laughs> this is dog story. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> If each one of them got their own song, this would be way worse. <laughs> Chuffy, the weirdo, nerd dog. <laughs> so Chuffy is the one who gets kicked out first, and he gets saved by a scruffy, street-smart dog named JD. Yeah, who you're going to be routinely assured throughout the film is a Labrador, and he is no such thing. There's zero <laughs> Labrador in that dog. <laughs> He's a lot of stuff. Labrador isn't any of it. <laughs> but the the whole beginning of this with like, oh, you know, we live under a bridge. I'm getting bones. You got kicked out. Like, you very clearly was like, oh, this dog got too old and its owners just kicked him out because they didn't want to deal with him. Yeah. And this entire idea of like, oh, okay, this is going to be one of those like Animals can talk, but they talk to each other. There's going to be a separation between humans. And then the movie very much breaks that later. Sort of. It's weird. I think it's supposed to be that the parrot operate, because this movie has a parrot named Emo. Uh, It's spelled E-M-M-O, but it's pronounced Emo. Uh, And I had to watch this with captions on because I had to keep it fairly quiet. And boy, oh boy, did the the, uh, caption generator not know what to do with Emo. Well, when someone's doing just a uh, real stereotype, a British take, because this is this was dubbed in Great Britain, a British take of a Mexican accent on a parrot. On a parrot, it's uh, it's a lot, and the system didn't know what to do with it. Yeah, but I think he's supposed to serve as the bridge, like he's the one who tells the human that these dogs rescued him, and they I, we never established that the nice human can talk to like receiving information back and forth from them. And towards the end, there's a part where they confront the villains and go, "Hey, stop that!" And the villains go, "What?" So I think that might be like the Toy Story moment. I don't. I honestly don't know because we have scenes where, like, a lawyer, one of the dogs is talking on the phone to her agent. Yeah, and I'm like, is this is, is that, that, a, that dog? a dog agent? <laughs> Does.
1: You, also a is your the, agent
0: also a parrot who talks to people? Because there's also a point where the parrot's on the phone ordering food. Yes. So, But that's the parrot. But the dog, J.D. goes out and just goes to the grocery store yeah. and gets food. But all he buys is, like, bones. So I have to assume he went to a dog grocery store, like a cartoon dog grocery store. Hey, to, he also gets a giant, like, turkey leg and some grapes. Okay, the grapes don't make sense, but the rest of it is all the stuff you'd expect at a cartoon dog grocery store. <laughs> you'd also need a long chain of linked sausages- yeah. Yeah. That that sort of thing. It's wild. So J D takes Chuffy and he's like, Well, you're living on the street now, but and you got you gotta get used to it. Uh first night's always the worst. You're gonna be cold and hungry and everything sucks ass. Yeah, and right off the bat, this is one of those movies where the dubbers have taken it upon themselves to fill any single space where there isn't a mouth moving on screen with just ADR from anyone who might be off screen. So you never have a moment where no one's, you never just are taking anything in. No, there's never just a shot of something. Yeah. It's there's always just two to five characters prattling on about whatever in an attempt to save this thing from not having enough jokes or something. So JD is established just rambling about how Chuffy has to be homeless now and how it sucks. Yeah. Well, get used to it because everything sucks now. And in the immediate point where I was like, all right, I see these. That's fine. I understand where we are in the world as far as what dogs are and are not in here. But then, directly after they go to the bridge, we get some bikers. One of them is an old lady with a parrot on the back. And I was like, cool, sure, that's where the parrot's gonna come in. Yeah. Because I saw in the description it was five dogs and a parrot. Uh Uh-huh. But then, in this biker gang is also an ape, a vulture, and a cat. (laughs) Yes, yes. Yeah. And all of them are driving motorcycles and in full like biker gear. Oh, not just biker gear, but the vulture is straight up dressed as like a World War Prussian. <laughs> Got like a pickle hauba on. Well, yeah. I mean like, that's that's standard like, biker he's, gear. He's from like a neo-Nazi biker gang. And, <laughs> and and it's notable that he's hanging out with the main character uh or, or the main uh like rich lady. She's not a main character, she's just she's a nice character. Yes. But she's, she lives on the edge, so she likes to ride around with her biker gang. But, I mean, I was going to say, well, I think they're nice, too. They do rescue no, one they of the do. dogs. They're very end. nice. But then again, they rescue one of the dogs because they know him, but it seems like they had tickets to the dog fight. They did. They also had that. <laughs> so yeah, so it's, a, it's a mixed thing, situation. But I I feel like the pickle the picklehaube and the, the, the German uniform he's wearing and all that, like the iron cross on his shirt and so on, are sending me mixed messages as to what that vulture is all about. <laughs> luckily he's exceptionally minor yeah doesn't really need to show up actually at all no and the parrot ends up falling off of this bike and these two dogs are like oh sweet this parrot is falling well yes (laughs) they see this parrot falling and it clings to the bottom of a bridge and one thing to know is this parrot can't fly. Yes. So, oh, yeah, you will learn that aggressively and at length throughout the course of the film. That is the one thing this parrot has. Yes. Is, a, a thick Mexican accent, a, fa- a British take on a Mexican accent. Yes. That, it has those two things. It has two things a stereotype Mexican accent and the inability to fly. Yes. And the two dogs are like, oh, there's fucking birds up there. And JD's like, oh, you ever eaten owl before? delicious we're gonna wait until that bird falls down and we're gonna eat it and they call it and they call this emo parrot an owl as he argues with them and is like i'm not an owl i'm a parrot and i'm like why would you think he's now he's bright green yeah i don't i don't know jd what's going on with you man like, owls are probably the most recognizable of the flappity type bird you see a bird flapping around you're like okay i can tell that's like a hawk or something i got that i can't tell you which one i know it's like a hawk or an eagle or something yeah you might be like that's some kind of raptor yeah but an owl unmistakable they got that radar dish face yeah you see an owl and you're like that's a fucking owl man i get it but you know i see a lot of other birds and i'm like i don't know man that's some kind of fucking bird but i can see any other number of birds and i'll tell you i'll never be like that's probably an owl and especially a parrot if i see a parrot i'm like yo that's a parrot yeah i know what a fucking parrot is (laughs) But yeah, they're like really getting in on how they're threatening to cook and eat this uh, living talking parrot and who can the, talk to them. And the two of them are like pulling on either one of his legs and like, I'm going to eat him. No, I'm going we to We were working together until we got him. And now we're fighting. And this goes into one of the recurring things in this movie, which is we establish these characters and they're like. Well, I'm down on my luck and I've got a sob story and it sure is hard being me. And then the second anything happens, they're like, I'm an awful person and I will do the worst things imaginable. And I cared for no one but myself. Yes. And it's everyone. It's also just amusing how uh, JD switches from being a stray dog that lives under a bridge because he was abandoned by his owners to later. He's just like, fuck it. I'm stealing a motorcycle. I'm a motorcycle dog now. (laughs) You're like. But weren't you, like, a regular dog at the start of this movie? Like, or or were you supposed to be just a homeless guy? And if you were supposed to be just a homeless guy, like, that makes what happens to Chuffy some extraordinary elder abuse. (laughs) That is the problem I have, is they set up with, like, Chuffy getting kicked out of the car and JD finding him. I'm like, oh, you've set up this world is... Standard dog world, and the people who own Chuffy suck ass because they just abandon their old dog instead of taking care of them. Instead, if you take it from the other point of view, that this is a society where animals just sort of live amongst people and have jobs and, and can stuff, talk to them, and can talk to them, then they just threw Granddad out of the car on a bridge out of outside of town, and we're like, fend for yourself, grandfather, and he's like, where am I? What is this? Please, sir, I can speak to you. I have feelings and desires Bye. (laughs) just a dog. Fuck off. Uh, but the parent eventually gets them to not eat him by having his sob story of, I can't fly, but I've always had the dream that one day I would learn to fly and I would fly to my mother and she would accept me and be like, I'm so proud you can fly now. And I would fly in and be like, mother, yeah, Mother, I can fly. Now, and imagine all of that in the rape, most racist stereotype Mexican yeah. accent. Yeah, Emo's a character where we can't do even a, even a slight impression of his voice. Nope. <laughs> just real bad. He's got to trust us. He's just another reason why I thought this was be- done behind the part of the Berlin Wall that forgot to fail, fall, <laughs> is because, uh, because Oliver and Company featured Cheech Marin as a chihuahua. Uh-huh. And and we see here someone trying to do a vaguely Cheech Marinish take on a Mexican accent. Yeah. Uh. So so anyway, basically he sob he gives them a long sob story, and they they give up on him, and hold, they hold him over the fire until it drops to just coals, but just hot enough that it doesn't kill him. Yeah. And then at the end they're just like, "Fine, we'll take you home, whatever." And he's like, "Great, because I live with in a big mansion with a rich lady, and she'll reward you." And it's just like, you "I'm a millionaire. I own a mansion and yacht." <laughs> you should have led with that, Jesus. You know. I get that you needed to tell me the sob story to establish your character, Uh but if you had just said, oh, I live in a mansion and you'll get a lot of food if you come home with me, that would have been better. But J.D. doesn't trust that because J.D. is just trustful of everything. He's kind of an asshole, yeah. Yeah, the second they let the bird go into the house, he's like oh, that bird's never coming back. It's been two seconds and he hasn't come out again. I'm leaving. You're not going to make me wait like some kind of chump in front of a house. Yeah. And Chuffy's like, dude, give it like a minute. Yeah. To establish, yeah, that's that's JD's character. Chuffy is an elderly nerd who dreams of going into space. He he wants to be the first dog on Pluto. Yeah, you get it, Pluto? Yeah, yeah. you get the Plu- back, you dummies! Because <laughs> Pluto, of course, is a... A famous dog. You see. You see. Mm. You see. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the two of them agree to take the parrot back to his house, which indeed turns out to be a, a, this cartoonish mansion. Uh, and after a couple of seconds, uh, an old lady answers the door, and it's off to fantasy times because... The old lady's just like, oh, God, I spent all night looking for you, Emo, and I'm so happy you're back. And he's like, yeah, it's great to be back. These are these dogs that saved me. Oh, good. You're welcome in my house anytime. And he's like, I promised them food. I'll go get some. And he comes back. He's like, I'm sorry. The only thing we had in the refrigerator was porterhouse steaks. (laughs) And then we get introduced to the other three of our five dogs who already live in the mansion and... What a cast of characters. Good God. So we've got, I guess... Sherman's introduced first. Sherman is first, and Sherman is a tank. Yes. Get it? Yeah, yeah. he's a Sherman tank. He's, he's a big buff dog, and his whole thing is he likes to work out and have muscles. His dream, because all these dogs have to have a dream. It'll be important later. His dream is that he wants to be in the Olympics. Yeah, he's... He's a big sports guy. Yeah. So that's his whole thing. It feels like they want to kind of play him as an idiot. Like they want to make him the the dumb member of the crew, but they never get around to it. The person doing the voice is trying their best to do a Stallone. So Sherman gets a full Stallone voice. Yes. But they keep having him. You know, they're like, "Ah, oh, Sherman, you you should have been over there." But he's always just doing something perfectly reasonable. Yeah, it's less that like, "Oh, Sherman's an idiot," and just like, Sherman's "Oh, big. Sherman's just a jock." Yeah, that's, that's it. That's, that's it. He's not that bad. He's just a when he does, he runs up and barks at them at the beginning and terrifies both of them because he is quite big. And then he just stands up and goes, "Hey, oh, I'm Sherman. I, I, I guard dogs the game." <laughs> yeah, Sherman's the name. Guard dogs the game. You're like, okay. You never do guard dog stuff ever again. Ever again. So (laughs) weird. And then we get introduced to, what's her name? Lily. Uh, what the little one no that's no velvet. lily is the the main lady velvet oh, right. is the little one bella is bella. the love interest so bella's the... well Vel, uh, velvet is also a love interest this movie's pairing everyone off yeah except for chuffy he's yeah. too old to get he's fucked. too old yeah <laughs> so instead we're pairing off sherman and velvet yeah uh in a scene where the two of them have a kiss and it's a good 7 inches above where his mouth is ah. she like kisses the top of his giant dog nose um but but yeah, Bella's the one that's like a circus dog, as far as we're supposed to be led. I was impressed at this movie. I'll, I'll say it now. This has two sexy lady dogs, and none of them are poodles. <laughs> I, I guess that must be an American thing. I think that is American shorthand, yes. Yeah, because instead, Velvet is like a Shih Tzu or something. She's like a little Pomeranian. A little Pomeranian, and Bella is a much more classic sexy dog, uh, female dog, Collie. Yeah. Uh she's supposed to be circus trained so she's like a cir- a famous circus dog that's down on her luck right now. And her big trick is boy can she sit on a banister and write it down and do that several times. Yeah, lo- lo- we do routinely see her try to tightrope walk, yep. which should be like her basic circus thing, but she falls off the tightrope every single time that she does a tightrope walk in this film. She never Like, she doesn't have a moment at the end where she has to tightrope walk and succeeds this time or anything. It's not that important. No. It's just every time she attempts to tightrope walk, someone is there and hits the rope and she falls off. Yeah. Instead, her tightrope walking is used entirely to consistently drop her into the arms of her love interest, JD. Yeah. And it's not a, oh, this will be a love interest thing. Like, she walks to the top of the stairs and is like, yo, who's that dog I'm gonna fuck? Yeah. No, it's, it's immediate. The two of them are together instantly. <laughs> Whereas the Velvet and Sherman love thing is, Sherman is super into Velvet. Velvet, her whole dream is to be a supermodel, mm. and she's too cool for Sherman. She's also like the kid of the dog. She's like a teenager. I mean, that's how Lily introduces her. Is like, yeah. And our, like, prissy teen, Velvet. I mean, they set her up that way as well because she's when we see her in her own space, she's like lying on a bed, reading a magazine. She always has headphones on. Yes. Uh, so I think they're trying to set her up as like a ditzy teenager. But again, this movie is so busy that it's hard for any one of these characters to really get a lot of characterization. Yeah. What she's good at is walking towards the camera. <laughs> uh, she, like I said, wants to be a model and, God, the few shots we get where sometimes we have shots of, like, dogs doing the, like, sitting down on all fours. But we get shots of Velvet where she's sitting down, but it looks, she has, like, her hands up instead. She spends a and lot more time. she kind of looks with her hairstyle a lot like an Ewok from the Ewoks cartoon. Absolutely she does, yeah. She spends more time than all of the other dogs upright like walking around in her hind legs and messing with her headphones and just sort of walking around like that. Yes. You get the impression they can all do it because they can all carry stuff and mo- and manipulate things, but she's the one who does it the most, which really lends itself to that or to that or to that uh theory I was espousing earlier that some of these characters are from other projects entirely where she's like completely different animated and not in that cool Spider-Verse way where they just use different frame a- animation keyframes and stuff. It looks like they just stole her from an old cartoon that they had originally been working on. <laughs> uh, So, J.D. and Chuffy get introduced to everyone, and we get a very clear commercial break. Yeah. But when we come back, all of them are now welcome in the home. They are all asleep. Yes. And Miss Lily is like, fuck you dogs, wake up. It's rag time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to play some fucking piano and get my like player orchestra to start up. They they like knew that full length animated movies usually have a musical element to them. And this one has a lot of really weird English language pop songs sprinkled throughout as well. But this is the one diegetic musical number. And it's, it's wild their accents are so bad that I have no idea what the hell they were saying. It's, I honestly cannot remember a single lyric from it, but it is just like, Oh, here's Miss Lily starts doing some ragtime piano and like, hey, we're a family or whatever the fuck. And then all of the dogs join in. Now, Miss Lily has Mm -hmm. a orchestra that plays itself. So like a fucking upright bass and a big set of drums and some horns and whatnot that all just begin playing by themselves. Yeah. They are not magical. I don't think. No. No. But they might be, for all I know, because the drum has, like, nothing holding the drumsticks that are... Clearly hitting the drum. (laughs) But then at one point, Chuffy just goes up and grabs them and begins drumming himself. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, Chuffy also can like, oh no, is JD can like play the trombone or something? I think a trumpet. He just shows up with a trumpet. So they're all playing instruments. There's also just random fifes appearing out of nowhere and playing. There's a crazy sequence where Bella is doing a complicated sing and dance routine where she splits into three of herself. Yeah, it gets... Real fucking surreal at this point, because they're like, oh, we're going to do a dance number, but we're doing like, it's a full weird music video. So it is music that is within the film that is actually happening, but also what you are seeing is not happening. That is a weird trip that we are on. Yeah. Oh, it is. It is wild. It, it it is a wild moment. I tried to look up just now cuz my my computer's muted so I thought it'd be safe to look up the video for it and find lyrics. And what I seem to have found instead is a cut song from the movie. Ooh. Uh, it's the love song between JD and Bella cuz there wasn't that in the in the the cut that we watched. Uh but it's called 1000 Butterflies. Nice. Which I feel like uh I feel like Owl City needs to get sued over this. <laughs> if 1000 Butterflies <laughs> were sentient and talk to you about stuff, they would describe how these two dogs fucked. (laughs) And that's why I get rid of butterflies (laughs) any chance I can. Because if a thousand of them get together, they're going to describe dog carnal relations in (laughs) excruciating detail. One dog barfed on the other dog. (laughs) That dog was into it. (laughs) That didn't stop the thing. (laughs) Yeah, no, I don't know. It looks extremely boring. I, I, it's playing in the background here. It just it just looks like a boring song. I just I read because I wanted to see what the story was behind this movie, so I looked it up a little bit and I read that the English version of it, the, the only version we were able to find, uh, has a lot of cut content. Well, I know there was a cut scene from the climax of this movie. Yeah, apparently it was a cut. Th- there was a bunch of stuff cut from this because for England it was too violent. Yes, so it was a apparently there was like a home alone sequence towards the end, because it, it ends in sort of a, a, we have to defend our house sort of thing. And I, I assume that there was some serious stuff happening to the bad guys there. Like, uh, yes. Semi-serious. Like, like Kevin McAllister serious. Yeah. So there was a scene where someone tries to burn one of the dogs with a lighter and a can of hairspray, but they were like, nope, we don't want to give kids ideas. <laughs> okay. So, This whole scene is basically just there to go, oh, we're family and we love each other now because this old lady gonna be dead in another scene. Yeah. We need to establish real quick that they are, you know, together and great. We get one scene of them doing this big song together, one scene of them all wandering around exploring their own interests in the yard, which is basically just there to establish if we hadn't gotten you across what each one of the characters' likes is, here they are. Well, yeah, because we hadn't really gotten into specifically Chuffy, I think, is the main one that needed to be established because we were like, oh, he's just some old dog. But we needed to establish there that it was like, oh, uh, yeah, he's into fucking space travel and wants to go to Pluto, which is weird. Yeah. But we get get everyone's interests. And then, of course, before the old lady can kick the bucket, we have to get our main villains. Oh, my God. The villains in this are grotesques absolutely terrifying when i first saw a small glimpse of one of them mm-hmm. i really thought it was doing a race racist asian caricature yeah yeah and then realized no it's just a weird disgusting thing that they have put someone in no they're supposed to be like like inbred socialites I guess they're they're like they're like uh, a bit of absolutely fabulous They They are both. They, you're right. They both have giant buck teeth. Yes, but they are. They're Miss Lily's ne- niece and nephew. Yeah, they are twins, Ronnie and Hanny. Yeah. And they are trying to essentially get Miss Lily to retire to a home somewhere mm-hmm. and leave them the house Because their entire deal for this is, we want your mansion. Which, you own a mansion and, like, a giant park-sized yard in the middle of fantastical New York. So I assume that's amazing. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me that they want it. They're driving around in a fancy car, but you can tell that that's as far as their their part of the family fortune extends. So they're doing everything they can to rush their only surviving family member out of her home so they can get it. Uh, It's weird, though, because... They're comically evil about it. Where they could be like, "Yeah, we want to move you into home." And her first a- a- automatic objection is, "But my my dogs. I have a, like five dogs and a parrot now. Who will I- take care of my pets?" And they're like, "We will, Auntie. We'll take care of them right into the pound." They both have weird, high pitched, nasally voices. Yes. Um. But it's like fucking. Just find a place that lets. If that's the only hurdle, just find a place that lets her have her dogs. And you, you're done. You won. You got. You you did it. Yay. Yeah. Except. When they first show up and we get the like, oh, the front gate bell rings, she straight up says it's like, oh, the evil twins are here. Yeah, she doesn't (laughs) like them. No, and the response is the parrot calls Miss Lily's lawyer to show up and shoo them out like a raccoon going through your trash yeah that was wild there's like her her lawyer is a tiny a teeny tiny giant mustached human cowboy named barrister john fairfax his mustache and hairstyle and everything going on was so exaggerated i thought he was another dog briefly i thought he was yosemite sam <laughs> I thought he was just German Yosemite Sam, whatever you'd call that. I don't know. Alps Sam. Ha! Alps Samwell. <laughs> I'm Alps Samwell. I shoot myself into the air with my big guns. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I shoot Zilugas. <the> <laughs> I shoot Zilugas at the Vascully Vabbit. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, it's okay to make fun of Germans. So <laughs> it's like Italians. It's fine. It's perfectly acceptable. Oh, <laughs> uh, So yeah the the lawyer shows up and is just like get out here go shoot shoot we'll be back (laughs) at for for our I mean your mansion. (laughs) There's also a running gag between the two of them where uh, the the lady one Hanny is much more dominant of a personality than than Ronnie. And so she's always being like, when I get my mansion, and then he has to be like, you mean our, our mansion? Uh, whatever, our mansion, mine. This goes nowhere. No, there's no point where that does anything. Yeah. I mean, I will say the only thing that really separates the two of them, honestly, is that Ronnie does take it in the nuts a couple times. <laughs> yes, which makes him even higher of pitch. There's a scene where Sherman just straight up pitches a baseball directly into his into his uh, balls. Yep, just just and rears that back. Was fine, not too violent for kids throwing <laughs> no. a ball into a man's nutsack. And, and that he just is hobbled over. It's not like a cartoon nut shot. No, it's he's weird. Like, oh, and then stars appear. He's like. Fuck. Oh, 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 I think you popped s- one of them. I'm going to be sick. Oh. <laughs> I think I need to go to the emergency room. I got testicular torsion. Uh, so now that we've established that, this is a family, and there are evil twins that want the house. It is time for Miss Lily to just, die. The next scene is her be they go all they all go right back to bed. We have another commercial break, and Aunt Lil, or Miss Lily just doesn't wake up. yeah, Miss Lily is reading Red Riding Hood and just dies in the middle of it, and they're like, "Oh, she's tired. she's had a long day. Let's let her rest, yeah, and then the next morning they're like, "Oh, fuck, she's dead." <laughs> And you know, then she we have a quick funeral where it's a rainy day, and of course the dogs and the parrot and her biker gang are there as mm-hmm. her pallbearers. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, after that, we get there was a scene when after Fair, Barrister John Fairfax, <laughs> cowboy lawyer of Germany, I'm sorry, Fantasy of New York, uh, chased the twins out. Where she was like, oh, oh, Mr. Fairfax, I'm so glad you're here because I need to talk to you about some things. And uh, we see J.D. cocking an ear at this so we can hear the whole conversation, but we don't know what it is. But ultimately, it was just that she left them the house. Yeah. So we get a will reading next. Yeah, we get he reads the will. And of course, the twins are like, Mm, finally, my inheritance. Our our inheritance. I think you mean our inheritance did i do that it was a rough night because i gotta tell you the tv mastery also featured some urkel voices (laughs) yeah a lot of urkels here yeah it was was a a night it was a the night of a thousand urkels (laughs) it was so dark outside for all the urkels had gone out in the night sky (laughs) all the urkels are here on my screen (laughs) Uh, so yes they freak out and go away The dogs are and parrot are left with the mansion and precisely one million (laughs) dollars on the dot because we have like it, it transitions from Fairfax reading into Miss Lily's voice for like a bit of a stylistic flourish. But it's not like she has a video will or anything. So he's just like being of sound mind and body. I do leave the the, the contents of my estate to my do- to my beloved dogs. This switches to her voice, including my fabulous mansion, the vehicles contained therein, and exactly one million dollars. Yeah, and my savings of one million dollars. <laughs> I got to one million and stopped. <laughs> I just decided, nope, that account is done. <laughs> a fantasy amount of money for a fantasy kind of mansion. It is. a fantasy amount of money because what happens in this movie is a million dollars means infinite money. Yes. Because each one of these dogs, after a million dollars goes through, is like, oh, well I buy a million dollars worth of stuff personally each of us. Yeah. Like all of them have somewhat reasonable things like oh, you know, fucking uh, Sherman gets a whole workout set so he's got a bunch of barbells and uh, treadmill and whatnot. I've been shopping for that shit recently. And it's expensive as fuck. So yeah, yeah but, but it's, it's not a like, million dollars. No, it's probably what he spent on that was a few thousand dollars. Yeah. And then, you know, Bella's like, Oh, I took a bunch of headshots and I've got my own personal, like tightrope walking line and net. Yeah. And it kind of ratchets up when you go to velvet who goes, Oh, I have an entire recording studio now. And like a bunch of lights and shit that I can do my own disco. Chuffy has a fucking lunar module that he yeah. has purchased. I mean, I think he bought the parts. He's building the thing. Yeah. So he's got himself a lunar module which somehow can also just take off by itself. Yeah. Instead of it being like, "Oh, this is a lunar module for like dropping back in." He bought a UFO. Yeah, he was like, "Oh no, this this will take me to Pluto as well. It's not just a thing that drops out of the shuttle." This is a full-ass UFO, (laughs) and that's what he spends his money on. Meanwhile, J.D. and Emo seem to have bought nothing. I mean, Emo bought flying lessons because there is an eagle that shows up and laughs at Emo because he can't fly. I couldn't tell what the fuck that eagle was supposed to be. Was that a policeman, a mailman? What was that? I think he has a flight captain's hat Uh. on, and that's the whole joke is he's like, I can fly, and you can't, and I'll teach you how to fly. Which is weird, because all we see is, like... I forget how he does it, but Emo's got this whole plan to go... Oh, he has has cartoon, like, Acme brand wing extensions. He's fully got the, like... Leonardo da Vinci wings yeah he made ba- from that one episode of Roadrunner where co- where the coyote bought himself the bat suit with the green the green bat suit he was wearing he's got those specific wings so he's got wing extensions and he tries to fly and comically falls and accidentally kicks this eagle or crane or whatever it is square in the face and it it has said and done nothing it's just landed nearby on a tree uh, although Whoever's voice actor took over, probably the same one that does like 60 other voices in this movie, just starts laughing. Well, yeah, because it's weird because they try and teach Emo to fly. He fails spectacularly. Yeah. And then we hear raucous laughter and it takes like a full 15 20 seconds to finally pan to this eagle who is laughing yeah but you're like oh you didn't establish that you just started playing weird out of nowhere laughing when th- this guy yeah. fell and then he just kind of goes ah ch- uh, or a uh, ha emo i know you were always saying you were able not to fly and i bet you dude want to know how to fly but you can't fly but if you ever want to learn to fly you can call me because i teach lessons and then he just flies away and you're like So wait, did he buy flying lessons from that guy? Because that was not a good lesson. Yes. And then he has another different scene later where he is being taught how to fly, but it's the exact same thing. He's got the same wing extensions and he tries the same shit and fails again. Okay. Yeah. It's just weird. And JD still seems to kind of be like, I'm not buying into whatever this is. I don't care. Yeah. JD is supposed to be the one who's like, I'm not going to let money change me because he then gets all of them together after they have bought everything and is like, I've seen money change people. I don't know how or where that would have been part of my backstory, but I know that if you get easy money, it'll change you. So we have to make a promise. We have to vow right now that we'll stay family and friends forever for Miss Lily's sake. Yeah. Let me tell you about the last time I was with a crew of adorable, charming dogs and also our one human Fagan. (laughs) It's... Strange. It's, it is a strange. Thing. It's strange. They try and set him up as worldly, but they don't really give you the backstory as to why. Um, but yeah, at, at this point, all of them are happily living together in this house, spending unlimited money. With there's a scene where Emo's walking around ordering food. He's like, "Yes, I want like a lot of soup bones, and I don't care if they cost more than they did last week because money is no object. Imported bones only, please." And you're like, "Imported bones? Who, whatever. It does It's fine. It's funny." Um, meanwhile, the 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 twins. The twins are freaking out. because They are like, two-step plan here. Well, their whole thing is, they're like, oh, this is bullshit. There has to be a law that says dogs can't own property. And they're, <laughs> again, this is a weird world-building moment where they're like, there has to be some sort of law. There has to be a, a loophole around this. How do we get that mansion for ourselves? Yeah. And they go to a place that just has... Dog laws. It is an entire, like, judicial building, giant law library, but we established that it is all dog laws. Yeah. There is a fucking multi story law library just for dog law. Yeah. No, they not dog law. (sighs) I think my favorite thing about all this is basically we've established a very straightforward cartoon. Pre- uh, premise for what's going to happen going forward it's that if the dogs va- abandon the premise for 40 uh, the premises of their new home for 48 hours then it goes to the next person in the line of succession which ostensibly is her only living uh relatives the twins yes even though she was pretty clear and her will like don't give anything to these two i hate them it's still the way this thing works it's weird that the law is if the if an animal owns a building yeah but it leaves for 48 hours, then it immediately loses all rights to it. Well, not an animal, John. A dog. <laughs> well, and this that's is the dog I, law. That's the thing I wanted to bring up, is that they have this, oh, yay, we can do, we can just trick them out of the house, and then it'll be ours in two days. And you're like, no, it won't, because you didn't look up parrot law yet. <laughs> well, you gotta find bird law. Yeah, that's a an expert. different building you across an expert I know an expert on bird law if you need one, but... <laughs> Attorney in law. <laughs> <laughs> and they now are like, okay, well, we've got an idea of what we need to do. We need to get the animals out of the house for 48 hours, and then it becomes ours. Yes. And they are like, how will we possibly get animals out of a house? We need to go to a dog psychologist. That dog psychologist is a goose in a big like like doctor's outfit. Yeah, he's a, he's a, a Freud joke. He's basically they 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 do this whole send up of him well, as he's a quack. You you get quack it? Yeah, his name he's quack. His name is literally like D D quack. Yes. Uh, but he is but he keeps me like, Oh, I need to psychoanalyze you because I need to learn more about your family history. And you're like, wait, wait, was he a did he have a German joke accent when this was a German movie? <laughs> Or, uh, wait, cause is is, is uh, Freud Austrian? Is this supposed to be that he sounded Did Austrian? Did he have an Austrian accent and Germans would know? Because, you know, have you ever read about how, like, uh, they won't let Schwar- Schwarzenegger speaks native German? Uh, they dub him, if he's speaking German, in, in Germany. Uh-huh. Because he, because he has an Austrian accent to his native German, and Germans think that that sounds like dumb Hicks. Ah. Uh. So they won't let him use his, his they'll, they'll dub him from German to German yep. in, in his older films in Germany oh uh, fabulous yeah so, so i was wondering if that was what was happening there who knows but that again threw an entire wrench into my idea of are these animals just animals because again i had that whole thing where i was like okay maybe i maybe just the parrot can talk to people and that sort of makes sense and the in the ape and the, the cat and the vulture Maybe I mean, those we more. don't see the ape and the cat and the vulture talk to anyone. That's they're true. They're just bikers. They just can they just can ride motorcycles, own Someone, motorcycles and and wear and clothes. We don't know that they own them. They yeah. might be renting. They could be stolen. <laughs> those could be stolen bikes. So I was like, okay, maybe maybe it is just the parrot that can talk to people. But as soon as they go into this office and it's like, no, they're having a conversation with a duck about how to get these dogs out of an out of a building. Now I know. And the the fucking Dr. Quack is like, oh, okay, uh, you need to do wish fulfillment for all of them, so just show up and tell them you're going to give them what they want. Yeah. And JD is the only one they don't really get, like, a picture or a wish fulfillment thing for, because he doesn't care, but he's so fed up with how fucking, like, now up their own ass and into money everyone is. He's like, I'm just a cool street dog, and you only care about your own ambitions, and I'm out of here. I'm going to take this motorcycle and go. Yeah, so he leaves. They do get a picture of him as he's leaving. Yay, we finally got the picture. Uh, but they have, like, the headshots of all the other dogs. They take them all back to to the uh, the goose, and they're like, there's a multi-stage process here. This is a long part of this movie. They get the four shots, they take them back to the goose, and the goose is like, no, you did not get all of them. I need some picture of the JD. Do not think I forgot about that there were five dogs and not four dogs. You need to go back and get him. And then as they go back, he's leaving angrily on the motorcycle, and they get a picture, and like, yay, we got it. And they take it back. He's like, okay, yeah, good. Now, now you need to just lie to them. Yeah. It's wild to me that it's not just that... This fucking goose is like, oh, I figured out what all of them are into and what lie would get them out of the house best. It's also, I have the contacts for four limos that also have drugged candies in them. Uh-huh. And then and he does it. It's not the twins. No, this fucking goose kidnaps four animals and five because he also gets the bird. True. He does get the bird. He kidnaps five animals and sends, I think, at least four of them to death traps. Yes. Yeah. Because he sends the bird, he's like, oh, we're going to give you flying lessons. But then he just, he full evil genies everyone, basically, except yeah. for Velvet, who he is not creative at all for. No, he just kind of goes, Hey, I, I'm <laughs> going to throw you into the street. <laughs> Did you want to be famous? Oh, yeah, what he, what he does to them. When he's getting him into the, the limos, he's just like, I'm here with, all, I'm from the the foundation for people who have everything will get one more thing. Yeah. Which I thought that was a pretty great line. Uh, yeah, okay, do you want to do sports, right, Sherman? Sure, well, here's a tree, here's a limo to the Olympics. Yeah. And you're in them. And I'm like, OK, but he what's his what's he gonna do is he gonna throw balls at nuts in the olympics (laughs) that's right what's his sport we don't know (laughs) doesn't matter this is a weird fantasy land yeah throwing balls at dudes nuts might be in the olympics (laughs) we don't know so he just tells all them the most basic ass lies and then yeah Yeah, he's like like, oh velvet you're gonna be a model and hey bella your agent called and he needs you in this limo because you're gonna do your world tour now and yeah we're uh, gonna Teach you how to fly, and Ch- Chuffy. You're going to go to NASA and be you're, the, you're the German space program. You're going to be the first dog on Pluto. That simple. And so, for the parrot, for Emo, he all of them get drugged and they all have a little like you know ten second drug trip about their wish fulfillment before they come to and see what has happened. Mm-hmm. Emo is in a helicopter, and it's supposed to be like, oh, you're doing a skydiving thing. But then the guy just pushes him out of a helicopter. They give him a big video camera at the start, too. He's standing there with a giant video camera filming. Like, I, when I first saw it, I was well, like, He oh was like, oh, are we doing it tandem? Are you freestyle? Or what, what's going on here? Yeah. So I was like, oh, he knows this is a situation of jumping with a parachute. But then the pilot just throws him out. Just kicks him out of the plane. Uh, Bella is, wakes up in basically a, a, an illegal dog storage factory where she's going to be converted to fur. Yeah, a, like, rusted, run-down tanker ship that's going yeah. to take her to the dog fur factory where I guess... Cruella DeVille has become successful and set up a full dog coat Yeah, factory. the trick was just to leave England. Just, yeah. just expand your dog horizons. Hit the bricks. You, Germany don't care. Yeah, you don't need You Don't, don't need let Dalmatian. you get a fucking Dalmatian yeah, in yeah, Germany. Yeah, maybe she already went through all the Dalmatians, and so now she's on to Collies and whatever that guy was in the next one. It was like, oh, give up, honey. You're just going to die. Well, I'm sure your agent will love to see you again as a coat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we get... Sherman, who was like, oh, I want to be in sports, gets taken to an underground illegal dog fighting arena. Uh-huh. That and that's not enough. It's not enough that he's in an illegal dog fighting arena. If you lose, you are turned into meat. Yes. And they're like immediately like, oh, you're obviously gonna lose and be fed to my giant gladiators. And you're like, Sherman's a big fucker. Sherman's a big fucking dog who is a sport jock. How do you sure he's gonna Aren't you worried he's like going to compete? They don't even have that thought. They're just like, this guy's going to be food by the end of the day, and they don't. I mean, he never competes, no. And and Velvet just gets hucked into an alley. Yeah, Velvet was like, "You're going to be a model, anyway. We're just going to throw you in an alley with vaguely menacing eyes in the dark. Yeah, what do they belong to? We don't know, Who and knows? we'll never know. What we do know is that she turns around from the alley and walks towards the camera. <laughs> Uh, and Chuffy gets sent to a space experiment program where Definitely they're like, the "Oh, backsheet part of the movie." Yeah, they're like, "Ah, we're all in like weird hazmat suits." Yeah, it's like fucking aim where we put a dog in one of those like G-force accelerators. Yeah, and it was like, "Oh, well, last time we put a dog in one of these and it blew up when we hit four thousand five hundred. So don't go above twenty five hundred yet." Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's like they take him to advanced idea mechanics and give him to the beekeeper guys, and they're all just standing there like, we will probably eventually kill this dog, but for now, let's science with this dog. This dog's so old, don't go above 2,500 yet. Thank, thank goodness someone brought us an extra dog, because all it's been hard to get fair uh, free dogs to blow up with our centrifuge recently <laughs> because of that tanker in the harbor. <laughs> they keep taking all the dogs for coats. Yeah, all the dogs that don't get coated are in the illegal dogfight slash food arena, so <laughs> it's been hard to come up with enough science dogs oh beep beep a science dog <laughs> hey look a tiger <laughs> jokes for me and you chuffy gets stuck on the top of the empire state building bait equivalent yes he not chuffy ma- emo yeah emo falls out of the helicopter grabs on to the, the antenna yeah. on top and then that fucking eagle comes by and is like Hey, good job. You learned how to fly. That's the only way you would have gotten up here. And he's like, no, please help me. Please help me. Bye. (laughs) Bye. You dumb motherfucker. (laughs) That eagle is a piece of shit. What an ass. Yeah. So Chuffy, I'm sorry, Emo. Emo's annoying. He's got the worst voice in the movie and he's got the same voice actor as 90% of the rest of the movie anyway. So this is just the guy doing it at his worst, but yet for some reason gets the most lines. So Emo sits up there stuck to this thing. and just yells for help for like eight goddamn minutes. And the fucking like news helicopter comes by to do the weather. Yeah, and that's when the twins see, oh, this bird is like hanging onto the top of a building. What if our plan doesn't work and one of these animals manages to find their way back before the time is up? Let's just move into the house now mm-hmm. and barricade it. and barricade it so that no one can get in. Yeah. Like, I guess they're they're like, the animals might find a way back into the house. That's the kind of wherewithal we do allow for animals to have. Not, like, call the police and let them know that their currently, o- their owned home has been invaded and barricaded by other people. Yeah, and the fa- I mean, that's the thing. is I was like, God, the end of this movie being, obviously, J.D. goes and saves everyone because yeah. he's the one person who managed to get out. Yeah, although he, oh, he grudgingly saves everyone else, he only gives a shit about Bella. Yes, literally... Fucking uh, Emo falls out of the sky, but gets into like a little whirlwind that saves his life. Yeah, because the news helicopter backdrafts him off the tower, but also gives him a whirlwind. And then he, just like the beginning, it's like poetry, it rhymes. Mm -hmm. He lands down underneath this bridge where he uh, JD was staying originally, and is like, oh, you gotta help. Everyone's been kidnapped, and... Uh we're all going to we're, we're going to lose the house or whatever. What you say everyone's been kidnapped? He he's just like, "Yes, everyone's been kidnapped. Bella's Bella! been kidnapped. Yes, all of us have been kidnapped. We're all going to die." Well, I need to save Bella. Okay, but everyone's going to die. But but you, where's Bella? Weren't you friends with Chuffy when you arrived? Bella. <laughs> <laughs> it's great cuz Bella is also the last one to get saved. So you have JD going finding that Sherman was going to be in like a meat grinder, both literally and figuratively in this fighting arena. And he's like, I don't give a fuck. Where's Bella? And you're like, your friend has probably been turned into a sausage. And you're still just like, where's that dog? I knew that was hot. Yeah. When he rescues velvet, he practically throws her behind him onto the back of the motorcycle. It's like, screw this Bella. Cause after the first person he goes to get after emo emo is not one of the other dogs. It's it's that fucking goose. He goes and picks up Quack and basically, fuck you, Quack. Where are they? We'll spend the next eight minutes of this movie strangling this goose. Oh yeah, he just straight Nolan Batman's this goose a lot. He's like, swear to me, tell me where they are. The weirdest thing about the goose is the goose would be like, that puts me up to it. I don't know what's going on. And it's like, well, first of all, no, you had you came up with five limos full of drugged candy and tricked everyone into them. You're like the fucking Pinocchio coachman of. And here's the other thing, much like the coachman, you appear to have the most base of reasons for of involving yourself in this. We don't know what we don't know if you got paid. We don't know what your so, motivation when is. When the twins show up, they just go through the door and he's immediately like, I'm gonna psychoanalyze you, figure out that you had a problem because you're like this because you didn't get breastfed, mm-hmm. and that's why you're a fucked up villain. And they're like yeah, but we want to steal a house from dogs. And he's like, steal a house from dogs? That shit rules. I'm on board. Don't worry about paying me. I love murdering dogs. (laughs) He's like zero motivation. It's so weird. Uh, But basically, they get him first and strangle him into the locations of each of the dogs. He doesn't know where Bella is. um, But eventually, they do manage to choke it out of him, I guess. So maybe he he did. He was hiding They're at the harbor. Yeah, they're at the harbor. And we get a scene where... Basically, everyone else gets dropped off. Like, all the, all the dogs for a brief time were on this motorcycle along with a goose and a parrot. Everyone but the parrot gets dropped off. JD rides to the harbor, but oh no, the the tanker's already left the harbor and is out in the, in the uh, bay. And he's like, it's go time, Emo. And Emo's like, wait, I can't fly! And he's like, that doesn't matter. And rides the motorcycle into the ocean, on the seafloor, and then I guess just up. up. <laughs> and then up into the ship. And... I don't, I have no idea what the fuck is going on. Again, it's one of those things where I'm like, oh, this is a weird fantasy thing. Yeah. Because he just rides a bike through the water into a boat and it's fine. Yeah. He jumps from the water line to the top level of the boat. Uh-huh. And I was like, yeah, that's how this works. Yep, no problem. It's one of them swimmy jumping motorcycles. It's Everything's fine. It flies, it drives, it swims. It's, it's everything. It's whatever. And then he manages to fall and his fall breaks the chain holding Bella and they leave. Did we establish earlier that there was another dog that was going to be murdered and turned into a coat? Yes. Do we establish that they save him or anyone else on this boat? No, no, they don't. And and you'd think they would because the, the ending of this movie is a maudlin let's rescue all the animals scenario, but apparently not if they were on this boat. And I can't imagine there were two animals. It feels like an inefficient use of tanker fuel, <laughs> right? You're like, Well, we got a whole tanker to haul these two dogs to the coat factory. Can we just kill them and mail them? (laughs) Nah, there's a book of dog law that says you got to put them in a tanker. (laughs) Dude, don't know you not, dog law. (laughs) No, of course I don't. There are literally thousands of books of dog law. No, you have to become a full on dog lawyer. (laughs) You've got to be a shaggy DA. Yeah. And Barrister John Fairfax isn't. He's a regular human lawyer. He looks like a dog lawyer, but he's just a regular human lawyer. He kind of looks like, I was going to say Yosemite Sam earlier, but I'm now realizing he looks like the dog sidekick from Fivel Goes West. Yes. (laughs) The lazy eye. That guy. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) They finally get back to the house. They... The twins have barricaded the house up with boards. Mm-hmm. They have chained the fence shut. Yes. They managed to get through the chains uh by just Sherman like bending bars. Yeah, Chuffy goes in strong, and yeah. picks the lock with a feather from fucking Emo, Emo. Yeah. But then they're like, oh, well, how are we how are we ever gonna do this? We can't get in. They've got this place boarded up tight. And Emo's like, oh. Every time I would go try and do flying lessons, I would go through the attic and the attic door is never locked or closed and no one goes up there. Yeah. So if we can get onto the roof, we can go in through there. And JD's like, yo, Sherman, throw this bird onto the roof. Yeah, there's a point where, where Sherman just goes, okay, and picks him up and hucks him. And, and he's like, no, wait, I can't fly. What if you miss? I'll die. What are you doing? And they throw him and he disappears. And Bella and Velvet are both like, well, I guess you just killed the parrot. Yeah. Uh, both what, of them are am- Again, immediate reaction to, Oh, we don't get, like, 100% confirmation one second afterwards that this bird is alive. So he is clearly dead. JD, you have killed this bird. The thing that gets me is that this at this point, I don't know why they're bothering. The mission's over. Like, you realize that in the will, she didn't just leave you the mansion, but the yard. You, you're you on the property. You, yes. you already won. Just sit there. This isn't... Even <laughs> if they were like, oh, no, you have to be... In the house, the house is the property. They that do matters. get in the house. They get in the house because, of course, emo's fine. He yeah, he's lowers funny. a basket. Yeah, they get into the attic, and then they're like, "But how are we ever going to get the twins out of here so that we own the house?" And I'm you like, "You don't need to." The whole law is if they don't come back after 48 hours, bitch, you're back. You won. <laughs> you're done. Have the parent call the police. Yeah. Fucking, What are you doing? But the last 20. Minutes of this fucking movie is a pointless level of these dogs and bird harassing these two twins to get them out of the house for no reason. No reason whatsoever, because all I had to do was just sit in the attic and they were like, we'll just stroll out tomorrow morning. Yeah, when when the twins try to go, ha ha, we won, we'll go, no, we're here. Yeah, here we are. Also, you didn't have... Like a notary public or a witness saying that we weren't here the whole time. Yeah, there's like, just a point where they kick them all out of the house and they go, mark the time. It's seven. In two days, it will be ours. Yeah, And that's it. Like, you didn't check that with anyone else. Whatever, fantasy logic. But while they're in the attic, they get scared by a lion mask and I like, and a bust of Miss Lily. Oh, yeah, they have an old bust of Miss Lily. So if you, if you guess that they would scare them by pretending to be a lion and the ghost of Miss Lily then you can save yourself the next 20 minutes of this movie. Yeah, they do a full Scooby-Doo run around the house thing. And the interesting thing is none of the dogs are willing to physically touch or harm these two. Yes. Before we saw Sherman had zero problems nutshotting this guy. Yeah. But now all of them are like, well, we got to scare them out. We're on Beetlejuice rules now. Yeah, we, can't we have hurt to them. scare them out of the house. We can't do anything to I think them. I it would have been hilarious if this movie ended with them just mauling the twins and brushing them out the front door. Oh, yeah. If the two were like, no, you can't get us to leave it. It's ours. And Sherman just went, I'm going to bite your dick off. I'm a, a dog is going to come out and bite your dick. And that was the movie. But yeah. No. They're like, no, you can't. We're untouchable, motherfucker. Can't hurt them. So instead, we got to dress up this bust of Miss Lily as a ghost and have uh, J.D. wear a lion mask. J.D. wears a lion mask. Velvet uses her recording equipment to to uh, let emo perfectly imitate the voice of Miss Lily. So she acts like a ghost. And then even when all of that fails, because they just confront the ghost, they're like, Uh, no, fuck you. You're dead. This is our house. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not scared of a ghost. I want the house more than I'm scared of a ghost. And finally, the thing that gets them out of the house is Sherman gets some whipped cream, puts it around his mouth, and they're like, oh, shit, he's a rabid dog. Rabid. He's a rabid dog. <laughs> He'll bite us now. Yeah, they say rabid every time. He's a rabid dog. Oh, rabids. <laughs> they're going to threaten Mario. <laughs> So they get kicked out of the house, but also all but two of the animals go with them. Mm -hmm. And again, for some reason at like seven in the morning, they're sitting outside the house with these other animals being like, well, we win anyway. It's ours because you're not in the house. They're like, dude, Chuffy and the bird are in there. And that counts. And again, I'm like, so you ended it with knowing that it didn't matter. If they were in the house or not, you just had to be yeah, in the house. Instead what they, the fuck is wrong with you? They scramble to go get back into the house. I, I think the, there must be an unspoken rule that we never heard. It must be missed in translation that if you're the next of kin and you're also in the house after 48 hours, then the ownership of the house can be disputed. I, because they go charging back in, but they, don't, they can't get rid of Chuffy. Instead, he tricks them into his lunar lander and shoots them back out of the house again. Yeah. And then, as soon as they're sitting outside and they're like, well, we win anyway, meh. Well, because they don't realize they're not on the property. They think they landed back in the yard. Well, it also doesn't, because they're like, oh, it doesn't matter. We don't need to be in there. You need to be out of there. Yeah. And that's when fucking Fairfax and the cops show up and he's like... Yo, arrest these two. They're squatting in a house that isn't theirs and inciting a riot. Yeah. They started this riot, which is like, what riot? What the fuck are you talking, <laughs> talking about? <What? laughs> and then they're like, no, it's ours. And he's like, no, can't you see Chuffy and Emo are still in the house? And they're like, no, our plans. <laughs> well, only Chuffy's relevant. We never looked up whether the parrot counts for shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not an expert in bird law. <laughs> <laughs> and then they decide, oh, you know, money made us selfish and evil and we shouldn't have done that. And by they decide, you mean J.D. gathers everyone and goes, listen, you, listen, assholes, you fucked up. And here comes a message that has nothing to do with this movie. <laughs> money makes you a bad person, so it's time for us to do something that Miss Lily would have liked. I heard what she said when she talked to fucking the lawyer before. She wanted us to make this house a welcoming place, just like she had welcomed me and Chuffy. So we should do that. And You're like, why didn't you say that after she died? You've just been sitting on that fucking nugget this whole time. He's one of those dogs that needs a reason to be angry all the time. That's what it is. He was like, well, I could just tell everyone her final dream that I heard in the last moments of her life. Or I could sit around and be all like passive aggressively butthurt about how I think everyone else is wasting their inheritance. Yeah. And that's my that's my plan A is to sit there and be like stupid spending money uh, you inherited hey, Bella we should have sex and she's like no I got to take more headshots and he's like oh fine I'm leaving yeah <laughs> but but we're dogs it'll take like a second come on I can like nail you in a sec uh, uh, it's fine we'll smell poops and then we'll nail each other it does, it's it's not a big deal <laughs> that is of course my normal pickup line hey you want to smell poops and then nail each other. <laughs> How's that working for you? (laughs) Pretty great. That's good to hear. I'm not going to lie to you. For a very specific subsection of people, works great. And that subsection of people, of course, is sexy lady dogs. (laughs) Yes. Really common in the Collie and Poodle circuit. (laughs) Please do not notify anyone about me and my perversions. (laughs) No, it's fine. It just pretty much works on that one lady road rover. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. Anyway, they open up the house... They're like, great. Now it's an animal shelter. And in comes their first two people, a scared cat and an elephant. I love that the scared cat needs Sherman to go outside and be like, hey, wait, hold on. Wait, hey, wait, wait you, wait, you wait, can you, come in, no, in. I'm not, I'm not. I look scary, but I'm not actually dangerous. You can come in. And then the cat finally gets lured in. And then an elephant just walks the fuck in. Like, yeah. no pretense, just from off screen, just elephant. Full circus elephant yeah. with the whole, like, circus regalia on it. You're like, did you? Did you just walk from your job? Is that a, hold on, is that what else a jo- is happening for you? What else did- is happening in this town that a circus elephant escaped today? <laughs> That's, my question is, did you escape or is that your nine to five? Do you just work at a circus because you're a sentient being? Or is it wholly unrelated and you just dress like that? Who knows? We don't know. The elephant's not a speaking character. It just walks in. And then we get a pan- one of those terrifying, dizzying pains across a, a background as characters move around, establishing that there's like eight more dogs and some goats and horses and donkeys and shit in there. Yeah. And JD says to Bella, wow, looks like it's going to be a busy night. And she says... What makes you think it's just going to be one night that we're crowded? And I was like, oh, shit, is she pregnant already? Are we establishing that? Is that what that is? That Are we going li- to end on that? Is that the line where he kind of zooms in on him and he goes, oh, boy, I'm a dad. And it's not. She just means that the house is always going to be full of animals. Yeah. And I would have loved it to be like, no, I don't mean just tonight. Clearly, we're not shutting the animal shelter down after one night. <laughs> the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> Context clues, Bella. Context clues. <laughs> what makes you think it's going to be one night because i told that fucking elephant he has 24 hours (laughs) this ain't a charity i said elephant i know elephant law and you're not allowed to be here for more than 24 (laughs) hours and you brought nothing as tribute (laughs) this ain't this ain't a flop house this is a hotel (laughs) now you come back with some fucking like circus popcorn or something maybe we talk (laughs) bone flavored popcorn what Dogs Want. What Dogs Want. Yeah. The other title for this. And then we just zoom out over a beach and we hear another terrible pop song in English. And it's over. Yay. And that's the end of the movie. That is Millionaire Dogs, a.k.a. Hot Dogs Wow. We und Reich. So let's go ahead and rate this movie. Sure. Let's... Favorites and least. Let's do the favorites and least. Let's do all of our normal bits. Absolutely. All the stuff we would normally do. <laughs> Jeff. Jeff, what's your favorite part of millionaire dogs? I'm sorry, I don't I don't respond to that name. I was <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. Jeff, Yeah. what was your favorite part of hot dogs? Wow, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I mean I'm gonna go ahead and say my favorite part's probably the batshit musical number that comes immediately after a commercial break. <laughs> that was just insane. It was the closest I got to going to getting that good good out of body what the fuck am I looking at experience I want from weird old cartoons. Yes. I when that happened and I was like, oh fuck, is this a musical? Yeah. And then no, it isn't. No. That was just the only time they were doing it's, that. I was like, oh. Also, it does come on the heels of one of this movie's like two extremely obvious commercial breaks where they just like, Yay, you're all welcome in the house. Fade to black, fade black up, back up, everyone's sleeping. <laughs> what? Why? <laughs> all it took was it was emo being like, Yay, you're welcome back to the house, and you at home will be welcome back after these messages. <laughs> <laughs> Just imagine purchase real German Cheetos. <laughs> it's fucking like JD turns to camera. After these messages, we'll be right back. <laughs> He's got the guitar. After these messages, doo 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 doo. We'll be right back. <laughs> After these messages, we'll be right. I'll back. I'll be right back. We'll, we'll be right, be right back. back. Yeah, that's what we needed from this was bumpers. <laughs> Needs more bumpers. <laughs> <laughs> uh okay, great. <laughs> and then they get bowled over by the biker animals and then <laughs> and then it's a commercial for a German restaurant. Great. Yeah. Uh but yeah, my favorite part was that musical number because it was the closest I got to what I want from bad weird animated movies. Awesome. What about you? What was your favorite thing? I I have to say, probably God, there are two real big contenders, mm-hmm. and it is either the Animal Biker gang yeah. or or Dr. Goose. Yeah, Dr. Goose is something else. Both of them feel so incongruous in this movie. Exactly. Especially we skipped over it, but there's a scene at the very end of this movie when Fairfax shows up and he's like, they're the, they're, stop them, they're the ones who incited the riot. And the twins are like, no, we own this house. And one of the dogs goes, no you don't. And they go, wait, what? <laughs> and you're like, wait, are they just now realizing the dogs can talk? Is that real? They're they're accomplices with a goose. <laughs> Yeah, I am 5000% certain that the dogs can talk and everyone understands them and it's fine because every other animal in this movie talks to people and it's fine. The animal biker gang are the ones who actually rescue Sherman because yes. when they show up, Sherman isn't there because he's already been rescued because the animal biker gang had tickets to the dog fight yeah. but then saw a dog they knew. But we don't know that the dog fight wasn't run by dogs. Well, I mean, there is yes, a we human do. There's 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 a humans human's there, but we don't know if he's in charge or just the person who works the dog fi- the dog pit. Maybe he reports to more powerful dogs. Maybe Carface is up there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like dog fights. Ugh. But yeah, I think I think I gotta go I gotta go with, with Dr. Quack because yeah. that is the moment where my grip on what were the rules for animals in this universe yeah. shattered and I yes. was like, nope, okay. I don't know what the fuck is going on anymore. Yeah. We're both picking the part where the movie goes off the goes the weirdest. Yeah. yeah. Just veers the hardest to the left. Because it like, never why? gets it never gets good, but it gets close to being that weird kind of bad. Yes. So what is the worst part of this movie for you? I mean, that's a little tricky. Is it Velvet walking towards the camera? It might, be, it might be all those times when Velvet walks towards the camera. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was going to say, I think it's probably the, the pacing, because we, the movie doesn't have a whole lot of time for all the, the shenanigans it wants to get across. So we have like, you're welcome to live in this house. Okay, you live in this house. Okay, you do a musical number. Oh no, your, your owner's dead. That that whole part where you're like, why are they here? Do they like this house? Where do they come from? What what is happening? Is the pacing of this movie is wild? Yeah. Um. In terms of a single moment, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say I really don't like that eagle. Okay, because he doesn't make any sense or contribute anything. He's just there to do an awful laugh and not really be part of the movie. And you're like, this guy should do something. He should be a help or a hindrance or something, and not just an observer who shows up twice. Yep. He's like a new except Uwatu eventually always breaks down and helps. So he's a better Uwatu. Yeah, <laughs> like a new <Uatu> with principles. <laughs> <laughs> what uh, about you? I I gotta say the fucking climax of this because the entire time I'm just sitting there like, you won already. What yeah. are you doing? Well, like I said, why just- is this scene? This is a actually pointless scene. Yes, for the moment they break the chain and get onto the property, which they also don't need to do because one of them can kind of fly. Like you just or even if you're saying emo can't fly, like you can't even just push him over the fence and he'll just kind of fall down on the other side with a little tiny bit of gliding. You can still, he's little, just poke him through the fence. Yep. Or have the cameraman go stand on the other side of the fence so that Velvet can walk towards the camera <laughs> and then she'll be through cuz she's a very small dog and and then you're done. You're on the property. Yeah. No, that entire climax was like this is the most anticlimactic thing because as soon as they get in there They've already won, but everyone's pretending like they haven't. You, you and it's also, infuriating. There's also an honorable mention to go for the design of the twins. Like we have, we've we've managed to sell you I assume on how terrible their voices are, but the look of these two. Oh yeah. Go look up fucking millionaire dogs and see the design for these two. And I will just say you'll know it when you see it. <laughs> yeah, it's somewhere between racist even though it shouldn't be because they're the niece and nephew of of Miss Lily, who is very white. Yeah. But also, it's it's a mix between racist and mortuary attendants. Yeah, they've got, like, huge bags and, like, purple lips. They look almost dead. Yeah, white, pale white teeth. Yeah, and they're very hunched over and bulbous in places where they shouldn't be. Yeah, they've got, I mean, you're right. They have a very cadaverous sort of thing to them. Yeah. It is a weird design. It's very unpleasant. And I get that they probably wanted that because they wanted them to be villains. Well, yes. But what they don't come off as is menacing. No. They come off as weird and vaguely offensive. Like, I've seen, we've seen a movie for the show where the cartoon villain was Socialites. Which, of course, was the Chipmunks adventure. Yes. Um, where those characters came off as, like, too realistic to be threatening the Chipmunks. Where these guys looked like they came from an entirely different Backshee movie and they were only supposed to be on screen for eight seconds. Uh- Uh, so let's rate the movie from zero to five each to give it a total rating out of 10. Jeff, I can't give this above like a one and a half because it's not, I maybe a two, maybe a two because it's, it almost hits the points where it's so bad. It's good. Like the weird ranges, but it's not fun. Like it's a checking your watch movie. Yeah. It's definitely a watch the highlights. Uh huh. Uh, and there aren't that many, so it's, it, you don't need that much. So I'm, I'm probably going to give it a one and a half or a two. I, I'm not, I'm going to wait to hear you before I make my full decision. <laughs> I'm giving it a one. This sucked ass. Okay. So one and a half for me then for a two and a half. Yeah. This sucked, but it almost gets weird enough to be interesting once or twice. Yeah. There are a couple moments where I was like, wait, what the fuck? And then it goes right back to being boringly Very boring. terrible. Yeah. So there you go. Two and a half out of ten for Millionaire Dogs, a.k.a. Hot Dogs. Wow. wow. We're, so dry. <laughs> we're so dry. Yeah, we're rich. We are rich. Mm, you're rich with my money. <laughs> Our I... money. Mm. Thank you so much for joining us. If you want more, you can support us over at Patreon at Patreon.com slash System Mastery. That is where you can support us and all of our shows. You can get ad free versions at any level of support, and every level of support unlocks new bonus content that we put out. So we've got characters that we make in RPGs. Uh-huh. We've got weird crap from the Star Wars universe sure that we find. And of course, our TV Mastery, where we are very close to finishing up our current season. Of going through very special episodes. Yeah, and I, we got a super special for one for you this time. I sure hope you aren't sick of our high pitched nerd voice. <laughs> I mean, it's it's different, much less it's it's terrible le- it's in way that. less annoying. It, it's it's uh it's less of a, a cartoon monster voice and more of an Urkel. Yeah. So we've got that. If you want to find out the dangers of the internet, yeah, but it's not Urkel. It's a different thing. Just no. so you know it's sister sister It's sister 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 i didn't i I, uh don't have paramount plus and was not going to resubscribe to it Uh uh-huh so i had to watch a weird zoomed in version of this that skipped the intro i did i have not seen the theme song i should watch it between between our episodes that's a shame i watched it on some service that's free but i had to watch it with commercials Oh, okay i didn't know that was an option or i would have done that yeah well there you go so join us for that over at patreon.com slash system mastery but if you can't support financially we get obviously it. Mm-hmm. you can support us in so many other ways yeah you can go rate and review you can tell people about the podcast fucking just go on twitter Super. at system mastery and be like hey good job guys if you see us walking around be shoulders for us to lean on i've been working out a lot recently and i'm tired <laughs> <laughs> be our shoulders because my shoulders hurt they really do i've been doing a lot of shoulder stuff <laughs> oh i'm into shoulder stuff now <laughs> I got to find a sexy dog lady and do shoulder stuff. <laughs> anyway, thank I'm you. i into so- Hawks and Duke Laws. Thank you so much. We'll be back in two weeks with more Movie Mastery. And until then, you all have a good one.